I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. Pick a diet, Sean. Which one's best? Paleo diet, carnivore diet, keto diet, plant-based, vegan, vegetarian. If you go on the internet, you will find great arguments that tells you this diet changed my life. It's not any one of those diets. It's actually changing diets. It's the key. So it doesn't even matter the diet you eat or how good of supplements you take. If you can't get them in this inflamed cell, forget it. What can people do who got one or two or four jabs and they've noticed that their health has not been great since then? Yeah, I, I think this is an important topic. That, everyone, is Dr. Daniel Pompa. He's a functional health expert and author of the books Cellular Healing Diet, Beyond Fasting, and the host of the Cellular Healing TV show. He regularly speaks at some of the largest natural health stages in the world, including the Bulletproof Conference, Paleo FX, Mindshare. He speaks at uh, PBS. Like, he's all over the place. And he's made a name for himself by using unique cellular detoxification strategies. And his protocols have been used by thousands to successfully manage hard-to-treat conditions ranging from autoimmune disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, hormone resistance, MS, sensory integration, and other neurotoxic conditions. In this podcast, I am all over the place. I had a whole bunch of different questions that I wanted to ask him about cellular health, about how to detox from... Uh, the jabs. I asked him about how he thinks of uh, cellular health and how we talk about different diets that apparently it's really important for you to switch it up, which is, I think is awesome. Yes, I have noticed that this microphone is messed up. It's, I don't know, I can't figure, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. But the audio in this podcast is perfectly fine, so I know you're going to enjoy it. If you have never left a five-star review, please go do so. If you listen every single week, I'd love to get a review uh, whether it's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I can't wait to share this wide-ranging conversation with someone who really knows his stuff, Dr. Daniel Pompa. And I'm here with Dr. Daniel Pompa. Dr. Daniel, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. How, how did you get to be the the doctor of doctors? How did you how did you get to the uh, the the spot in your career where you're consulting with influencers and doctors all around the world? Well, I, I didn't choose it. I, it chose me. <laughs> I, you know, pain to purpose is my story. I, you know, I got very sick back in 1999 to really, I would say, you know, 2004. I started pulling out of it um, around then, but, you know, not completely, but the bottom line is, is to get my life back. <laughs> so I have to believe I went through it. Um, really, I mean, to bring an answer to so many people looking for answers, people that just don't have energy, can't figure out what's wrong, brain fog, weird conditions, autoimmune, thyroid conditions, can't lose weight anymore. I mean, believe it or not, I, you know, it's all of those things are tied in to what I learned about myself. Hmm. I want to start with the question about uh, that's that's germane to your you know, solving complicated physical issues, mm -hmm. um, health related issues. And, and I, and I, I've been doing this long enough to understand that if someone is sick, they go to a doctor and they might get some, some solutions, they might get prescriptions, but if someone wants to increase their health, if someone wants to go from, oh, I'm pretty good. I just want to get better. I want to get mm -hmm. healthier, you know, out of the box type of stuff generally their general practitioner is not going to have tons of ideas for them. Yeah. So 
I would love for you to kind of take that idea and and why that is and and what people can do if they're looking for health optimization. Well, I mean, look, a general practitioner is typically going to respond to a certain set of symptoms and most often give a medication to deal with those symptoms. Alternative practitioner is going to do a very similar thing. Maybe they'll give supplements or something more natural. Instead of saying, okay, um, what's really interfering with the body's performance? If you want to just, you know, call it performance, meaning optimal energy, right? Optimal brain performance, optimal sleep, uh, you know, optimal communication. I mean, you know, I say all those things because when I was sick, I didn't have any of them, right? But, but yet many people aren't to where I was. And I, this is part of your point. You know, but yet they're going, yeah, I I don't feel like I have optimal, you know, fill in the blanks after that. I'm not sick. I wouldn't call myself sick, but yet I'm not functioning optimally. I know because I used to, (laughs) or, you know, or maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe they never have, you know, maybe they don't even know what that's like, right? I I felt like I was functioning optimally and then I got sick. So I, I knew what it was like. And, I kept scratching my head, what is going on? Look, I, today, Sean, it, it's not what people think. I, you know, you used to be able to just do some simple dietary changes with people and they would be functioning at a much higher level. Today, it's not the same. We have people that struggle to even lose this 10 pounds that they've gained and they can't figure out why. I mean, that that is a cellular issue. That's a mitochondrial issue, right? And uh, my saying is, if you don't fix the cell, you won't get well. But uh, look, uh, you can judge somebody's performance, their um, their general health, based on the health of their cells and how they're functioning. That opens up a whole can of worms right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. You know, I I I think everybody, they're either saying, yeah, that's me, or I know someone like that, that, that has has struggled with really basic, basic changes to lose that 10 pounds or Mm -hmm. to get a little bit better sleep or to, you know, just, just feel, um, to feel like they did a few years ago. And, and I think there's so much information on the internet. You could go down the PubMed rabbit hole. You could go to the WebMD and, you know, self-diagnose, uh, (laughs) any number of things, where where do people go? Where do they yeah. start? Like, let's start at like baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If you start searching on the internet, uh, you're gonna end up more confused. I would say uh, if you're just you know generally looking for topics. I mean, pick a diet, Sean. Which one's best? Uh, paleo diet, carnivore diet, keto diet plant-based, vegan, vegetarian. Well, if you go on the internet, you will make, you will find great arguments that tells you this diet changed my life. So you'll find subjective arguments that why this diet changed my life. This person is not lying. I, you know, it must be true. So you could easily go into that direction. You could find objective findings and studies on each one of those diets, yeah, absolutely proves to you, Sean, that this diet is the diet, right? So uh, look, I, and I, here's a guy, me, telling people that actually it's not any one of those diets that is the key. 
It's actually changing diets. It's the key. So I call it diet variation. I, I'm using that as one example to show you how hard it is, to your point, to get online and find things about health. I have brain fog. Oh my gosh, brain fog can be the start of something far more serious. That's true because dementia does start with simple brain fog, simple memory loss, and goes down. Energy loss, right? It starts with just simply lacking energy, and that can lead to more serious conditions. And you can freak yourself out on the internet. You could be more confused on the internet. So where do you go, right? Where okay. do you go? Yeah, I mean, that, that's ultimately your question. I, I'm sitting here with a big grin on my face because, um, you know, it, it's definitely not going to be the internet. Look, I do think that, you know, podcasts like yours and others are, are a really good place, right? Because you can you can start to learn at least enough information to be a little more privy online when you're looking you know, to say, okay, well, you know, I, I know I heard this guy and he absolutely has an opposite opinion of this. So that makes me go, okay, well, maybe that's not, you know, all that I read. So I, you know, I, I think that you just have to be really careful, um, you know, what you're reading, what you're you know, looking into. Uh, typically there's not one way. And, um, you know, I, I wish I had a better answer for that, but <laughs> I'm like, What's the thing? Where do we go? What's the I know, thing? right? I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the guy that says, "Well, let's go to my website." You know, and it's like, and and you know, the end all be all, find every problem, right? I mean, I do have some unique answers, but I'm just not going to be that guy and say that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that that part of your answer is is that if your cells are underperforming. Uh, you're in trouble. And, yeah. and so you can default to that because that is true. That will always be true. That is the reason why we are alive today is because our ancestors and our lineage lived in a way that optimized their cell expression, yeah. right? Yeah. They were outside more. They were in the dirt. They fasted. They, you know, hung around and had uh, time by the fire. They went to sleep when the sun went down. Like these things help ourselves. And so this <laughs> optimal performance is oftentimes ancient practices updated for today and 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 oftentimes right like omitting the things that cause problems for us right so maybe maybe let's start there rather than where do we go on the internet to solve our health issues what are some things we're going to get to detox I, I do want to talk about diet variation because i think a lot of people are stuck in a rut but maybe let's start in a different place which is um what things are absolutely no brainers as far as things that we want to omit so yeah. that our cells are working at a highest level? That, that's a great place to start because let, let's talk about that, right? I mean, I, I wish I could, the answer could have been, hey, look, you know, dig into the science and the scientific literature. I didn't say that anymore after COVID because in my <laughs> mind, science became, a, a, you know, a religion. Science became it's something I like wanted to gag over. The word, everyone follow the science, follow the science, see where the science got us, right? Science got us putting masks around our head. I'm walking around with four studies showing like this doesn't work, right? Yeah, that went out. The you know, the baby went out with the bathwater, all of it went, you know, gone. Everyone was wearing masks when they don't work. Um, all the science are on the vaccine, right? Look what's going on now, right? It's like 
Come on. So, uh, you know, I, I wish it were so easy to say follow the science, but let, let's, I liked what you said, you know, there's certain things that we can do, you know, from looking at ancient cultures and say, yeah, you know, that's, that's really good. You'll see that theme in a lot of what I, what I say, right. It's like, you know, okay, there's, there's an ancient theme. Okay. But let's talk about one thing here that everyone can make this adjustment today and have a huge impact on your health, your family, your performance, your brain health, and ultimately the, the, the health of your cells. Okay, there's a lot of talk about omega-3 and the benefits of omega-3, the benefits of omega-3. There's a lot of bad talk about omega-6, and rightfully so, because omega-6, it, it, it goes adulterated or rancid, if you will, bad fat or good fat to bad fat, right? So and a lot of people are ingesting way too much of this omega-6. However, I'm going to make a, a contrary, I'm going to make a, a bold statement to the opposite. Omega-6 is the key to cellular health. It is the key to how your cell membranes work and therefore how good your hormones work. How good your hormones work is the key to how efficiently you burn fat as energy and have energy, stay lean, even as you're older. Your cell membranes um, are key, just how you detox, how you move good things in your cells and bad things out. You know, So I could make this argument that the cell membrane, and I teach a class to doctors about the key, life begins and ends on your cell membranes. Omega-6 is the king of the membranes. And by the way, that's why it's so bad. Okay, so everyone talks about the dangers of the seed oils, vegetable oil, canola oil. I tell people to run from these things. And even grain-fed meat is way too high in omega-6. But the point is, is because it's so important in the cell membrane, that means that when you eat these bad fats, these vegetable oils, canola oils, which are rancid omega-6, even most seed oils that you buy, even in health food stores, they're rancid. But here's the problem. Omega-6, the king of the membrane, it goes right into your membranes, cell membranes, 50 trillion of these things in your body. Okay, and I could do a whole lecture just on this, but what happens is they drive cellular inflammation, cellular dysfunction, not for days, Sean, but for months, some argue for years because of how they build up in your cells. So that means in review that you have hormone dysfunction, not for days, for months. And you have uh, mitochondrial problems, energy problems, brain problems, immune problems, not for days, but for months. So the point is you can go out to dinner and cheat and say, I'm gonna have the ice cream. I would say way better than going out to dinner and not asking about what oils that they use and cook in. Because 95% of the time, it's gonna be vegetable or canola. Why? Because it's cheap and it doesn't taste like anything, right? Good olive oil, way too expensive, right? And it's harder to cook with because you don't want it to smoke, right? You don't want, but the bottom line is you have to get these things out of your diet. How do you do it? My wife and I travel a lot. We say we are allergic to vegetable oil and canola oil. Can you use just real butter or olive oil? They come back and they always figure it out for us. Uh. Is allergic, Sean. If you are not allergic 
you will get you will be you will end up getting you know contamination because they'll be it'll end up in a sauce it'll end up in a dressing you know but here's what we found most good restaurants can absolutely make every replacement and many of my doctors I train even have a little allergy card saying these oils are good these oils are bad and they hand them the card so that is key you want to do one thing for you and your family uh, this year to transform your performance and just your general health. Take all of those oils out of your diet and replace them with the better ones. Hmm. That is, that's something every single person that's listening right now can do immediately. Easily. Yeah. That's fantastic. And yeah. saying specifically, I'm allergic and you do not want me to go in anaphylaxis right here in the middle of the, of yeah. the dining area, because you've given me, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to make one more controversial statement. Why not? You have uh, listeners that are very privy. I asked you, you know, who are your listeners? Yeah. You, these people are smart people um, that again, they don't just take things, you know, don't take my word for it. Do your research. If you look at when we talk about junk science, the Cochrane collaboration, they they are once they review something, you know, it becomes pretty darn solid because they don't just look at one study, two studies, three. They look at all the studies and they have criteria to figure out, you know, if this is a good study or not, right? But by the way, the Cochrane, we talk about a little bit about COVID. <laughs> the 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 what they're the studies they're coming out with. Uh, right now uh, will shock people when they mm. look at some of the, uh, some of the results. But the Cochrane collaboration, you can find the dangers of fish oil, the inefficiency of fish oil. And yet we are told that fish oil is all that. Fish oil, like the the oils we were discussing, they go rancid very, very, very easily. Arguably, many make the argument that even go rancid the moment you put it in your body, if it's not rancid before it goes in your body, and your body has to utilize its own antioxidants uh, uh, capabilities to actually protect it. But many feel that it is absolutely impossible. So when they Cochrane, uh, they looked at fish oils and heart disease failed. Actually, the opposite diabetes, uh, you can go down the list. There, there was many of them, but the point is, is that fish oil is not what people think. So in the alternative field, it's gotten a lot of attention when really it's a lot like these seed oils than the other oils that I mentioned, it's a rancid oil. Now I'm all for fish. I'm all for eating fish oil and fish because there is the protection that it needs to be ingested and utilized. But when you put it in a bottle, bad things happen. Hmm. Well, are you a fan of uh, Udo's oil? Well, again, some of the oils, I would say, yes. Fish oil, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interview, important. That's... Uh, I, because that's a, it, you'll you'll get so much on that, right? Just you know, because you're you're gonna. I just created you some problems because you'll have half the people that are like absolutely swear by their fish oil, right? And half the people that aren't. Um, interview Brian Peskin. He's a, a scientist out of MIT, and he wrote a book. I actually have it over here because I was just referencing it for somebody. He wrote this book, um, The PEO Solution. Hmm. And um, it's a very good book. Uh, lots of studies in it. Um, I interviewed Brian a couple times, and uh, my, some of my doctors have interviewed him as well. But um, 
you can you should have on because that that's a that's a big topic and uh, by no means would I say I'm the uh, the scientific authority on the topic. You know, I just I just know a lot about the cell membrane fats. Yeah, and a lot of homework there to come out on the side of yeah, I too now am against fish oil. Like many people, I was promoting it as well. Just to be clear, right? Yeah, that's really recent too because I I've only seen that in the last. I mean. And, you know, biohacker guy, you know, performance guy, I've only seen the backlash against fish oil, like in the last couple of months, this is pretty recent, right? Yeah. I mean, I, this book, gosh, I probably tore this book up, you know, some years ago. Um, but, um, I think it's getting more press now, finally. Hmm. Interesting. There's, there's now that I know the level you're on and I can, I could tell some of it by doing some little bit of research, uh, ahead of time. Um, the, the questions that I have, I kind of want to throw out the window because, um, you know, the fact that you, the fact that you stated so bluntly how masks don't work, um, I, I, I get a sense of where you are in the COVID narrative. And I, I think I would be remiss because I, I, this, this issue is, is the thing that's really pickling my brain most. And, and I just did an episode with, uh, uh, with David Wolf, David Avocado Wolf. We were talking about I parasites. Love <laughs> I love David. Dude, that, that, that interview, I, I've, I've been waiting, trying to get him for years and finally got him. And we just went just down the parasite rabbit hole and what he's learning about, um, you know, the COVID vaccines and, um, uh, and parasites. Where do you stand on viruses versus terrain? You know, um, I, I've I've had Dell Big Tree on. I've had you know early early in the COVID Alex Zach, um, and it's 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 really bugging me. You know the the fact that we've not been able to ever isolate viruses, uh, electron microscopy, like it's 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 messing with me. And you sound like you're 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 going to tell me the truth, or at least the truth as far as you know it. Where do you stand on virology and terrain theory? Yeah, look, um, I think that I, I, I could make both sides of this argument. <laughs> uh, you know, I could. And I, I, I'm going to fall on the side of I still believe there's a virus, right? It's like, and now I think that viruses are better than you think think for your health. <laughs> so meaning that I think viruses are um, needed. I, you know, I, we, we look at the micro, uh, the microbiome, we look at the mycobiome, we look at the virome, <laughs> and we know that they have an impact on is even cell-to-cell uh, -cell communication, even with our environment communication with our inner cell. So I, I'm, I am on the side of there are viruses, but I'm also on the side that you don't wipe out a virus, as we know, right? So meaning that you don't get rid of Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, these things are, remain in the body and your immune system uh, becomes friendly with it. It becomes something that it functions with, right? We could make the same thing, uh, same argument about a herpes virus. Uh, we could even make it about Lyme disease, for that matter. We know that 90% of certain populations have Lyme, but why aren't they all sick, right? You know, meaning it, it is more about the terrain. 
So now I'm going to make the terrain argument, <laughs> you know, that you know, these viruses um, are normal. Uh, they are part of a healthy ecosystem and they are absolutely important for human health. So do we run from viruses? Of course, having that philosophy, my um, immediate response to COVID was, well, me and my family are going to get this virus as quickly as we can. Nobody wants to be sick, right? But I, I immediately realized we're not going, no one's going to avoid it, right? It's going to be here now forever. You know, man will have to live with it. Natural immunity is the only way. So in my mind, it was, well, let's just live our life. And we did. We traveled. We traveled probably more during COVID than any time as a family anyway. And we enjoyed ourselves. We finally got COVID. Matter of fact, I would argue that I had all three strains. <laughs> it's like, mm. um, you know, was, they were very different. My wife, her only symptom was she lost her taste and smell, whereas I had a fever and was on the couch for, you know, three days. So, um, you know, we kind of all presented differently, I would say. But oh, well, we built immunity. It wasn't uh, devastating. I've had way worse regular flus, if you will, um, than COVID. But needless to say, I'll, I'll, I'll recognize the fact that some people got hit pretty hard, right? When your immune system doesn't recognize a certain virus, you don't build antibodies quick enough. Uh, yeah, that's it's going to be a tough one for you. But now the good news is, is that our bodies recognize these things very quickly now. And they will become less. And it'll flip around, you know, we'll end up with some different uh, strains. But uh, yeah, I mean, natural immunity is the way. So we have to protect our terrain. We have to build our terrain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always the answer. And and the normies don't like that because they want to be able to hide for it from it, pretend it's pretend it's not there, yeah. or you know, inject themselves through it. Which obviously that's not working. Yeah, you know, so, I, mean, I, I feel bad for the people. Um, I, I would never, I would never begrudge anybody for doing it right because they were given a set of information that it was very difficult to overcome right and the pressure and you know um so i would never judge anyone for doing it um i i, I hope humanity learned a lesson for the next time it's going to happen again and and the pressures are going to be there i hope that's the case you know that okay you know maybe it's not the way things work right so yeah. And again, yeah. uh, you're going to get a lot of you're going to get a lot of comments on that too because everyone has their opinion. Yeah, I'm used to that. You know, I, that's okay. I I I tend to head straight to the heart of the issue and try to try to have honest and open conversations and, you know, the people who don't want to hear it, they'll check out, they'll go listen to something else and that's okay. And yeah, it is okay. Same 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 for me. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thank God we live in a country still, I hope yeah. that we can disagree. And have conversation yeah. because that leads to greater truth, doesn't it? But we you know, what we see right now is the opposite. We see, you know, we don't want to hear if it doesn't, if you don't line up with this way of thinking, then you know, you should be ostracized, you should be banned, you should be that's dangerous. You know, that has failed uh in you know every <laughs> culture that it's been tried. So let's not try it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and going back to the where do people go for health information, you know, for health optimization, luckily there's a lot of information out there. And, you know, back to the, you know, 
viruses don't exist spectrum to viruses don't exist. They've never been isolated to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum. You can find information out anywhere you wish. It's it's easy to find that stuff. But essentially, if you make yourself healthy and strong and resilient and you eat well and you detox well and you have love in your life and you're getting sunlight on your face, you're going to be more resilient to, for whatever, right. Whatever comes. Absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to, <laughs> you're going you're to regret coming on here probably by the end of this podcast. Cause I, I want to ask more, more penetrating provocative questions. I'm, I, I hope you're, seems like you're up for it. Um, you know, you, you're, uh, cellular detox, right? Like that's, that's, that's a, a core, a core portion of what, of what you do. And I am concerned with, um, vaccine injuries, um, like legit, mm-hmm. whether it's the coroners pulling out calamari out of, out of people. Yeah. Um, again, you, you can't believe everything you see on the internet, but that that's alarming. And if you pay attention and watch, um, um, you know, documentary films and stuff and learn and get take all the information as possible. So I'm curious, and I've asked this question a couple different places about what can people do who got one or two or four jabs and they've noticed that their health has not been great since then. What are some things that they can do um, to, to enhance their cellular health and do their best to detox whatever they can from whatever they injected. Yeah. I I think this is an important topic because I I think most people, um, are seeing friends, family, people, and they're seeing the devastation. People know they were lied to now, right? I mean, it's, um, it's too hard to hide. You know, and, and that's what I was getting at earlier. Yeah. So, you know, what what do we do? Look, there there's some simple things um, that work. Uh, look, I, I think that enzymes have a really good play. There, there's a way there's a Wobenzyme enzyme. You can buy bottles of it on the Internet for cheaper than, um, you know, anything. And it comes in if you get Wobenzyme N and you take three to five of these things, three to uh, three times a day away from food. Uh, it works. I mean, everyone's heard about natokinase, right? But the whole, you know, having more enzymes in a full spectrum works. Vitalzyme enzymes are great too if you have those. But Wobenzyme, um, you can, you know, get online. Um, you know, look, I, I think that um, we get three things from soil uh, that are very protective. Obviously, we get certain bacteria, we get certain minerals, and we get certain humics. Humates, and um, these all have benefits for building immunity. These have benefits. And I, I talk about that because right now um, we are in a soil problem, right? Everyone's yeah. focused on climate change when the problem is the soil. We're growing food in soil. You know why they bury people at six feet? Because it had to be two feet under topsoil, meaning topsoil in the old days was four feet loaded with minerals, loaded with humates, loaded with good bacteria. Now we're talking about millimeters and inches at best of soil void of most minerals, most bacteria. Um, and it frankly doesn't build the health of humans. So when we grow plants, even if you call it organic, 
uh, it, it still doesn't have the nutrition going into the plant to create health, right? So, you know, I, I think that um, one of the things I did in my, my new product line is we put these things that are missing in soil in all of the products just for that reason. But you can, you know, different things like um, uh, Humates, uh, you know, Zach Bush's problem. I don't know if you ever interviewed him. Oh, yeah. His product Ion. Um, you know, we put a similar thing in our products because, it's, again, it's missing from Earth. Uh, solid, you know, good solid minerals obviously can play a role um, in, in your diet, uh, in your immune system. But also, um, I think that you've heard of uh, taking some uh, things like the the, the white um, uh, white pine needles tea, yeah. taking pine needle tea. That, yeah. that that works. And now you're hearing all this about egg yolks and egg yolks have this protection over the spike protein, right? So, you know, I, I think eggs, a good, really free ranged egg is the healthiest food on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I've always, when I was getting my own health back, I was putting extra yolks in, uh, you know, raw eggs. And just, it was part of what I knew that my cell membranes, we talked about the importance of the membrane needed you know, yolks have perfect protein, they have perfect fats. So it didn't surprise me when I heard about yolks. Um, there, uh, there's a product um, called Cytodetox that I was, I'm on the patent. I don't own the product anymore, but um, it has uh, EDTA in it and these clinoptilate particles that are from volcanic soil that work wonderful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Um, it's really important. We talked about the importance of vitamin D, you know, just getting in the sun, right? I mean, that that's important too. But yeah, I mean, there, there's just some things right there that people can do right now. Yeah, that's helpful. That's really helpful. Yeah, I, we take the we take the the ion product at my house with every meal. You know, we pat we have it on the dinner table when we're all sitting around, and we just pass it around and. You know, my seven-year-old squirts some into her mouth. You know, in the middle of dinner. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, to get that humic and fulvic. Exactly, and those those are missing in the soil today, right? So it's it's important to get them. Well, I'm curious how do, how do you get that? Because I I guess I think of it as a liquid. I don't know if that's appropriate or not, or maybe that's just what I'm used to. What? How are you adding it? And and to yeah, what you can products? know it can be a, a powder as well. Um, so uh, it's you know it's in pill form. Um, his, his just happens to be in a liquid form the way they were preparing. Hmm. So, so what sort of products are, have you added it to my line of products? It's a physician only line It's called cellular solutions. So if someone goes to cellularsolutions.com and you have uh, a, a coaching license or some type of license that you could get the products, what we did with these products is a few things. Um, Jordan Rubin and I are uh, best friends and, we were involved in a project back in 2013 where we took mushrooms and we grow the mushrooms on different substrates that we want to pull up the nutrition into the mushroom to make it more bioavailable to the cell. So for example, let's say we, we, we would target the cell with what mushroom we use. So if we're targeting the brain, we would use lion's mane. Why? Lion's mane has the ability to target across the blood brain barrier and actually attach into um, receptors in the brain cells. So that's why lion's mane works, right? So we would grow lion's mane on, if we're looking just to de-inflame the brain, we would grow it on like ginger and turmeric 
And then what happens is most of the qualities in those, like say turmeric, it's unusable to the human body and it's very non-bioavailable. It's still good. It's still good. But when you pull it up and grow it in a mushroom, mushrooms eat things, they decay them, but they pull up the nutrition. You'll see the mushroom start to turn the yellow. If you're growing on yellow turmeric, right? If you're growing on grape skins, you see the grape color go up into the mushroom, but you're pulling up the nutrition and then you're targeting the specific cells with the mushroom because mushrooms have an ability to communicate cell to cell. Mushrooms are the ecosystem's communicators. They cross kingdom communicate. So in every product, we have what I call the cellular communication complex, which are these mushrooms grown on different substrates to drive different functions in the body. And then we're growing it in the soil regenerative prog- uh, um, project, one of only 96 um, in, the, in the world where uh, we're changing the soil to make it the way soil used to be. Uh, Baylor University is testing it, but growing all of the ingredients in these uh, soils uh, bring, look, if you grew a plant in say this organic soil, right, versus a really incredibly regenerated soil the way it used to be, you have you have dramatically different um, phytochemicals, uh, antioxidant levels, uh, you know, whatever you're you know trying to uh, accomplish because of the soil nutrition. So the products are from farm to pill, so to speak. So wow. and then we have a glandulars. We're using glandulars right off the ranch. Um, glandulars are hard to get. A lot of the glandulars that are coming from New Zealand, uh, again, it, it, the, the health of the glandular depends on what the cows are actually eating. Even if they're eating grass and it's not grass that comes from incredible soil, uh, it's a different product. But things that, with New Zealand glandulars are happening worse than that. So the bottom line is, is that you know we put together a, a, a line of products with some of those technologies in it. That's what we need to get very sick people well. We have to be able to target the cell, you know, with some really bioavailable ingredients. So, yeah. This week's episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. I cannot tell you how much this product has changed my life and so many of the lives of my clients and you listeners. It's also saved my butt during 75 hard. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I tried this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. It, it, it's it's quite an undertaking, right? I mean, what you're what you're doing. Uh, first of all, if I I'm, I know that you can grow mushrooms on different matrix and different uh, substrates. Um, I had never thought that you could grow it on ginger and it pulls up the the the, the ginger power. I think that's really cool. Yeah. But it, it, you know, the, not to go doom and gloom, but 
the we're up against it. And when the soil is what it is and the the nutrition de- nutritional density of the products and the food that we eat is just so depleted, it's like, well, geez, now I've got to put all this time and effort, resources, intention, education toward soil regeneration. You mentioned Zach Bush, and it seems like he's he seems to be the most most impactful or most uh um uh you know, most focused on this, but that that's, that makes it even more important for us to know where our food comes from and heck grow some of your own food in your own backyard, yeah. uh, use compost and, you know, contribute back to your own, you know, local ecosystem Buy from, you know, um, the farmer's market because it's close mm-hmm. and it's nearby and it's yeah. you know appropriate for you, but man, we, we got to fix, we got to fix the soil so that we can give the cows appropriate nutrition so that when yeah. we eat the desiccated liver, that it's, you know, that's nutrient dense. It's a little overwhelming to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, that's why people are so mineral deficient is because the soils are deficient. Of course, glyphosate works by pulling, um, the active ingredient roundup, just if people don't know, and there's uh, billions of dollars of lawsuits because of, you know, it's causing cancer and other conditions, but uh, it steals the minerals. So we're, we're void of the minerals. And then, of course, you can grow the plant, but the plant then is void of minerals. And we're, most people are trying to take rock minerals, if you will, to remineralize. Uh, you know, to some degree, I, I'm not saying not to do that, but it's not the same as eating the plant where you're getting these high levels of really absorbable minerals. So, yeah, it's 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 really uh, it really is important uh, when we're looking at people's health uh, to eat these things that come from really good soil. But to your point, it's very difficult. Yeah. So speaking of of cellular detox. Uh, how does, again, um, I've got the parasite cleanse kind of ringing in my ears and I've got, you know, uh, Dr. Christopher shade and his push catch liver detox sort of ringing through my ears a little bit. How does a cellular detox differ from other sort of detox protocols that people are more familiar with? I have, um, I'm going to reach for a notebook here. Um, I have a process that I call my five R's and the five R's I started utilizing that as a method of teaching doctors basically how to fix a cell. And it I it really happened after I I, I was te- teaching in California and I I was so passionate about this is what we need to do to get people well today. <laughs> I could tell I missed, you know, or it just didn't hit, right? It was too sciencey and you know, it wasn't <laughs> happening. But uh, on the airplane. Uh, after literally I prayed, th- it started and it came and the five R's was born. But um, when we look at a cell, um, I really need something better to write with. But um, when we look at a cell, yeah, yeah but if people are listening, I'll describe it well. I just drew a circle um, as imitating a cell. So the, the five R's is what we need to do to upregulate the function of this. So I kind of already, R number one is you have to remove the source. And, and we do need to make mention of certain sources that most practitioners, physicians, doctors 
aren't really addressing or at least addressing correctly. So we'll go, we'll come back to R1. Let's shelf it a minute. R number two is you have to regenerate these cell membranes. I, I kind of already made that point, right? On every membrane um, are these hormone receptors because I made the point earlier that if your membranes aren't functioning, your hormones aren't functioning right. We have a lot of people not feeling their optimal best because of their lack um, of hormone health, okay? So now in this country, we think of hormone health as being low or high. Oh, your testosterone's low, okay? Mm. But when we study healthy people in ancient cultures, we find that their hormone levels aren't high, right? So what's the difference? Well, the difference is, is the cell's ability to hear the hormone. Okay, now let me bring life to that. So what I mean by that is hormones have to make their way into the cell and they have to attach to these receptors. It's like your cell phone. You can buy a $1,500 cell phone. It's useless unless you have a cell phone tower for it to come. So you can take very expensive hormones. But if the hormones don't come in and attach to these receptors, then they don't work anyway. It doesn't matter what your blood level. So I'm, I'm showing outside the cell as an example of what would be outside of the cell being blood levels, being optimal, if you will. Hey, I went and got my blood levels tested and all is well, all is normal, optimal. Well, that's useless and doesn't matter if the cells can't get their message, or the, I'm sorry, the hormones can't get their message in the cell. So now what would be the problem? And by the way, this is called hormone resistance. And if you look at someone hormonally healthy, optimally, they are very sensitive to the hormones, like the people in these ancient cultures. Hormone levels in their blood, we would probably call them low, but yet they are lean, even you know, an 80-year-old lean, you know, healthy, has plenty of energy, brain working good, because see, they're very hormone sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, to their testosterone, their estrogen, their thyroid hormone, you name the hormone. So the health of this membrane is, will determine how well your hormones communicate with your cells. Now, just to show you, most people in our country have inflammation of this membrane. We talked about one cause, and that was those bad fats. Remember, I talked about the omega-6, rancid omega-6. And that inflammation blocks and creates hormone resistance. So again, people go, like when I was sick, I went and said, I, I know my thyroid's not working well because I, I, of course I had no energy, but I was also cold all the time. My hair was falling out, literally. That's never happened. It was in the drain. What's going on, right? Mm. Constipated all the time. Do the, you know, get online, right? Oh my, sounds like a thyroid problem, right? Well, it was, but my blood work was normal. What they didn't show me was the fact that these hormones weren't getting in my cell because my cells were massively inflamed. Oh, and when your cells are inflamed, you can't get your nutrition in the cell. You can't get the bad stuff out. So you know what that happens? Now what happens is your cellular energy starts tanking. So it doesn't even matter the diet you eat or how good of supplements you take. If you can't get them in this inflamed cell, forget it. So now Mm. you see the importance of the cell membrane. You have to regenerate the cell membranes. And then the inner membranes, where you make energy, the mitochondria. I just drew a little mitochondria in the cell, but we have many of these in the cells. This is where we make energy 
that membrane is so fragile and oxidizes so easily, right? So now our number three is you have to restore the cell, uh, the cell energy. If you don't, you'll never detox the cell. You'll never um, be able to utilize fat for energy. You'll never have normal brain function. And many of your hormones need to uh, communicate with the mitochondria and its energy dependence. So we have to change the health of the mitochondria also, you know, restoring the, uh, the membranes. Okay, our number four is we have to reduce inflammation. When people just aren't functioning optimally, they have too much inflammation. A lot of my diet strategies and different uh, strategies to reduce inflammation. And one more, just to finish it. Our number five is a simple carbon and three hydrogens, aka methylation. Hmm. Methylation, it even parallels something called glutathione. So as methylation drops, something called glutathione drops. When glutathione drops, your cell's ability to detox drops. Your cell's ability to get rid of toxic hormones drops. The cell's ability to turn off a stress response or turn on a stress response drops. So, you know, obviously when we are very toxic, methylation gets depleted and then we don't adapt to normal stress anymore. And then the cell's ability to detox drops. So the five R's became a roadmap of how we fix the cell, but also how we detox the cell because mm. we won't detox a cell if we don't regenerate the membranes. We won't detox a cell if we don't restore the cell energy. We won't detox the cell if we don't reduce the inflammation. We won't detox the cell if we don't reestablish the methylation. So mm -hmm. that is the key. Now, once we do this, many of the toxins start to move out from the cell. And by the way, many people that don't feel well, we all have genes of susceptibility. And if I draw one more circle in this cell, that is the nucleus where our DNA is. Now, as this cell becomes more and more toxic, we start turning on bad genes. And a lot of what I teach is how do we turn off these genes? Because that's the key to living long, healthy, right? So that happens. So, but as we start to upregulate the cell's detox pathways, we start moving toxins and I'll just draw X's for toxins. They start moving out of the cell. Many of them start moving to your liver. Right. Some people have a lot of different liver cleanses, this and that. But mm. when they do that, they bind up to bile. And the bile gets dumped in our intestines. And the problem with that is it carries the toxins with it. And the problem with that is is bile is reabsorbed back to the liver. So we have this auto-intoxication occurring. Mm. So when the cells start moving toxins out, we better have chelators and binders out here to grab these, otherwise we redistribute. We better have binders in the gut, otherwise it ends up redistributing as well. That three-part mm. system is something that I've now taught for almost 20 years. Wow, that's that's so helpful to think about. And for those of you who were listening, uh, go go watch on the on YouTube because he drew some diagrams that really explain that. That that makes that makes so much sense. So it's it's not it's not about necessarily a flush or a detox. It's about um, bringing the cell up to its to its optimal performance so that it can do it on its own. And looky there, homeostasis. The body knows what to do. Let it do what it wants to do. And 
Yeah. 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 One one of the things I always say is, look, if detox were as simple as just doing a sauna or, you know, getting, you know, what I call taking poopers, right. You know, things that make you go to the bathroom more, um, coffee enemas. I'm a fan of all those things. I'm not even against them, but it's not so simple. Real Mm. detox has to upregulate those cell functions that detox day in, day out. Your cells make energy day in, day out, that ATP in the mitochondria, no different than if you burn wood in your fireplace, you're going to make smoke that if your chim- if your damper is not open and that smoke comes in the house, you die from the smoke before the flames. That's what's happening in our cells. When your membranes are inflamed, when you're, you don't have enough cellular energy to upregulate these pathways, your cells start building up. The, the toxins, endotoxins, meaning inside that cell. And what happens is, is now cellular functions declining, declining. You can do all these wonderful things, but unless you fix those functions, you're dead in the water. Now mm. you can do those wonderful things while you're doing this. That's great, but you have to fix the cell to get well. So in addition to, I mean, does this go back to, to, to enable the five R's to do what they, to do what they need to do, which enhances the, the cellular detox process? Is it, you know, is it it lifestyle choices? Is it uh, nutrition and sleep and sun exposure and protection from EMF and hugs and exercise? Is it all the sort of basic things in addition to supplementation and vitamins that will help enable that process? All all those things you mentioned are important, right? It's like, if you don't get sun, you're going to have some cellular problems (laughs) because it even does way more than vitamin D. Uh, It transports, creates transport, uh, cholesterol transport channels, cholesterol sulfates. Uh, There's so much that the sun does. Um, all of those things are important. Movement's important. Words, language, love, all those things are important, right? So, I, you know, you almost have to look at that as your foundation, right? Yeah. But when we are fixing these pathways, you know, we target the cell membrane with specific fats, right? I've developed products around that. We target the mitochondria with specific products. I've built products around that, right? And um, the methylation products around that inflammation, but yeah, the diet, my dietary strategies are part of it too. Uh, you know, I, you know, I teach a lot about fasting. Uh, fasting is a way to turn. I said that these genes get triggered. Fasting is a way to downregulate gene expression. Fasting is a way to get the cells that are so damaged, driving inflammation, recruiting other cells to be you know, bad behavior, if you will, you know, driving uh, inflammation in those cells. They're called senescent cells. These are cells that live too long and cause mischief. Well, fasting is a way to get rid of the bad cells. And then when you get rid of one bad cell, because when you fast, folks, you need a, you still need energy to function. Of course you do. Where's your body getting the energy when you're not eating? It's getting the energy by taking a bad cell. Your body's that smart. It will take the bad cells and utilize, break them down for energy. But what it does is it never just gets rid of a cell without creating a new one. So it stimulates a stem cell and it creates new cells. So you're getting rid of the bad, recreating the new while we're doing the cellular detox process. So a lot of my fasting strategies are done in conjunction uh, you know, with 
this. And you mentioned some of the diet variation strategies, making, forcing people to change their diet creates a more diverse microbiome. Uh, and mm. that's key. You can't create a microbiome just by taking bacteria. It's not like that. You create a, a different microbiome um, by cr- adding a stress to the body. It's called the premise of hormesis. And fasting or diet change adds stress and thereby creating more diversity. Ancient cultures, you know, they were forced to diet change. They were forced to feast famine. They were forced to fast. And now we realize we need to force ourselves to do that for optimal health. Walk us through an example, because I I think that, you know, there's probably, there's, I know that there's a lot of keto listeners. There's a lot of low carb listeners. Um, You know, I've had Sean Baker on my podcast a couple of times. I know he's been on yours too. Um, I, I tend to eat the more carnivore, you know, kind of 80, 20 now. Um, very, very, very low carb. I'm doing this thing called 75 hard. So uh, no, no gluten, no sugar for 75 days and a bunch of other stuff. But um, let's say someone who's been eating paleo or keto for a long time and they're lean and healthy and strong. And they're like, I don't know if I want to switch this up. Um, what, what's, what is an example of someone that's going from maybe intermittent fasting, keto, keto or paleo, like what may be a good alternative dietary variation that they choose? First of all, the first thing I would tell you to do is add some feast days in one or two a week and watch what happens to your metabolism. It'll transform. Mm-hmm. Joe Mercola, we were at a cancer seminar um, in Orlando, I believe. And he said, you know, Dan, I, nobody eats lower carb than me, you know, strict. And he is, right? He's a very disciplined man. And he said, but I notice I'm, I'm losing muscle. Now, again, uh, you know, Joe wasn't taking any enhancement of anything, right? You know, you could cheat it if you did that, perhaps. But he wasn't. And he says, I'm, I'm losing muscle and I'm even gaining a little butt, belly fat. You know, should I go no carb for a period of time? I said, the opposite, Joe. I said, you need at least two feast days in a week. Well, what does that mean? I said, eat healthy carbs two days a week. You know, get it up to two, 300 a day. Oh my God, oh, I, I, can't, I couldn't imagine, right? And um, it's like, and watch what happens. Well, he gained muscle and got leaner, right? Uh-huh. So why? Because your body will think it's starving when you're low carb too long. It, it wants to hold on to its fast, fat, even its visceral fat, which becomes a problem. So when you remind it periodically that it's not starving, by the way, no tribe, no culture ever stayed low carb like that. You know, when the mm-hmm. moment they had carbs, they ate them because it was energy, food, right? So, but there's something magical that happens when you remind the body that it's not sorry. It's like you're in the middle of Alaska and you're running out of your wood, right? You know, you have this huge wood pile that drives your heat for the whole winter. This winter was longer and worse, kind of like the winter here in Utah. And you realize I'm going to run out of wood. So what do you do? You, with your intelligence, you go, well, I I have to, I'm not going to keep this at 70 anymore. I'm going to burn less wood. I can survive at 60, 65. You lowered your metabolism, you see. So you burn less wood to keep, you know you have to survive. 
And so you're burning less wood. Now, what if your neighbor comes over from miles and miles away and says, hey, you know, Joe, I, I, I you know, I have plenty, man. I'll drop you some off, right? And he gives you a lot more wood. You're going to fire the metabolism back up. You're going back up mm-hmm. to 70, <laughs> you know? So it's the same with the body. So that's the first thing I would do is watch the magic of the feast, okay? And you'll see your metabolism. I challenge you, if you measure your ketones, where, watch where your ketones are two days later. They'll be huh. higher, much higher, because you'll see that you fire up the metabolism and you're not gonna tap into muscle. So, and believe me, you do. Your body will t- start tapping into muscle as opposed to you know utilizing those precious uh, fat stores. Um, so that's one thing. Number two, is if we emulate what tribes do, and even you could do it seasonal, or I do it just because I get bored. I mean, I love, it's so easy for me to eat carnivore, even at, you know, or keto, because it's like, I just gravitate to meat and fat. It's, it's easy for me. Um, and yet I get this massive benefit of moving my diet more even to, you could move it to a plant-based diet periodically. Challenge me on it. Do it. Watch what Mm. happens. Go slow because when you shift the diet, remember you're stressing the microbiome, but it's part of the magic because your body now has to create a a array of different bacteria. This is how it creates diversity because of the new stress. And so it starts creating new diversity. And then you shift again. And then those bacteria are in there and they're still flourishing. So now you create diversity. When you stay on the same diet, you start monoculturing. You start losing diversity. You start affecting immunity for the negative. And by the way, when people um, look, when they criticize carnivore keto, they'll talk about a, a something called it's it's a nasty oxidant um, called four hydroxynenolone, and they'll say that's why it causes cancer. That's why this is what plant based people say, right? Well, it, it's the, the reality is this: is that when you first start into a keto diet or carnivore diet, you do have more oxidation and you have a rise in these things, but then the body figures it out, right? And then it it tapers off. But if you're on it long-term, your body will start to build these uh, 4-hydroxynenolones up. And what happens is then they become a problem. So staying in these diets long-term is not great for anyone, for your microbiome, you know, and again, you can do it. You could, the bodies are miraculous, but is it optimal? I argue looking at the science and looking at ancient cultures, it's not optimal. No culture Man. get it. So fascinating. Uh, it's so fascinating. I, I, I experienced this recently. Uh, I, I told you I'm doing, I'm doing two 45 minute workouts a day. I'm running, competing in jujitsu tournaments, you know, and I went no sugar, no gluten. And because of my tendency to eat more carnivore, because I like it, like the way that makes me feel, uh, you know, I haven't had a bowl of oatmeal in probably five years and about week four into this, I was just hitting the wall energetically, you know, getting up to get to that second workout of the day. And I'm like, you know what? I just, my body wants oatmeal. And I know that it spikes glucose and I've worn the CGM and I know that that's what it does. I felt amazing for like three days after reintroducing 
you know, overnight oats with, uh, with hemp hearts in it and, you know, a couple of other things in butter. So it's like, you're right. The, 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 the metaphor of, uh, of the, the fire in the house, I think is really kind of paints a cool picture of that. And I've experienced that for myself. So I want to just encourage anybody who's listening to, uh, you know, uh, suspend your biases a little bit and, and, experiment that's that's what biohack that's what we're doing is biohackers and anyway is is running end of one experiments to see how your body responds you know you're not gonna you you know you're not gonna lose cool points if you have a bowl of oatmeal (laughs) to charge up your second workout of the day that's really great yeah you know i mean again i people can get caught up in the, in the science and we can make science say what we want. We already criticize science, <laughs> but um, you know, when you really study ancient cultures, you really can learn a lot. And I, I, I went to Africa and I saw one of these cultures that just came out of the mountains, hunting, gathering tribe. They had just fasted and they were um, came down for food. Right. And they were m- remarkable people. But mm. when they have carbs, they eat them. When they didn't, yeah. they, right? feast famine. Uh, our DNA is set up for it. Emulate right. it. Watch what happens. Throw the throw the feast days at you know at it. it it's it's pretty remarkable what it can do. You know, change your diet. I look. I, I don't think there's one way. I mean, you could change seasonally if you wanted. Stay in certain diets longer. Uh, I like variation, like I said, even weekly, throwing in those those carb days just to remind the body it's not starving. Uh, people with hor- like adrenal conditions, thyroid conditions, they definitely respond better to some of those feast days. And by the way, feast days can also be um, for our intermittent fasters out there, eating three, four times a day um, for a day, you know, one or two days a week, as opposed to eating your one or two meals. Right. So that could be a feast. A feast could be high protein um, for some people that don't eat a lot of high protein. Right. Um, So um, it could be calories. It could be carbs. All of those stimulate the pathway mTOR. The exact opposite pathway is autophagy. Right. So you have autophagy. And by the way, you I go to these conferences. People are fasting too much. I see Mm -hmm. them. They have a gaunt look. It's like, and, and I'm like, you know, I, I want to feed them up, you know, it's like in there, you can see the look. And so, you know, these people are too much autophagy and obviously too much mTOR, right? The plant-based people say it ages you prematurely. It does if you're always stimulating mTOR, but periodically stimulating mTOR, it's magic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. There's, there's, there's one of the clips that we'll use for today. Is that what you just said right there? That was excellent. I'll pull that out for later. Uh, as, as we kind of wind, wind towards the end, I, I really appreciate the, your willingness to kind of go all of these different areas with me. This has been super interesting. Uh, what, what are you, what are you super into right now? What are you fascinated by? What are you passionate about? Like these days? Well, you know, I, I'm just, you know, starting this new product line, you know, obviously, you know, it, it took a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of effort, a lot of thought. So, you know, how things grow, the soil, right? The mushroom combos. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I would argue that I'm very passionate about that. Uh, you know, something of old that I'm still passionate about is fasting. I still love fasting, right? You use correctly. 
I argue, you know, look, I learned about fasting in the 90s and I couldn't get anyone's attention. <laughs> um, now it's like I'm the guy walking around going, oh my gosh, too much fasting. You need to feast, right? We just said that, but it's true. It's like, you know, but yeah, I still think fasting is uh, it's just an absolute incredible healing tool when used correctly. People fast um, and they break the fast wrong. They eat too much too fast, right? I mean, there's a lot of problems when people fast. And a lot of people should just partial fast in the beginning because their body's not used to fasting. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I really still resonate with a lot of those, uh, you know, fasting topics. Still interested. <laughs> are you, uh, are you a three day or five day fast fan? You know, I, you know, years ago I started five day fasting because I realized that it would take people about three days to kind of go over the hump. And day four was very good for them. So I always wanted it to last one more day. So I did more multiple five-day fasts. Three-day fasts were are popular, but the average person, like I can fast three days because I fast a lot and I can get into what we call max autophagy day one or day two. Most people can't do that. So they benefit more from a five-day fast than a three-day fast. Hmm. Uh, my my son, he fasts a lot. He just fasted for three weeks, water only. Uh, Whoa. Weeks. How old is he? He is 25. He'll be 25. And how did, oh, I think that might be the longest that I've, besides the Scottish guy yeah. that fasted yeah, for yeah. two years, That besides that dude, I yeah, think you know, three he, weeks is. He lost, he just lost really his like, you know, extra. And he wasn't fat, but he works out a lot. He's, you know, you know, more burly than me. I, he doesn't have my build by any means. Um, but I, I think he lost like, you know, 25 pounds, but he got really lean and he had energy, he worked every day. He's CEO of one of my companies. He, you know, just crushed it every day. He worked, 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 kept, you know, kept going. Uh, you know, it was, um, Harder for him when he broke the fast because then he was distracted. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there was sure. a gentleman that fasted. He came to one of my seminars and he was on day 121 of just water. Now he was obese. He was a huge man. He had lost a hundred pounds at that point. Right. So not everyone can fast that long, right? You have to have the body tissue to do it. But um, yeah. And he was on 14 different medications and his doctors were like, look, you know, they, they sent him home to die like type thing. Right. <laughs> And he just decided to fast. He fasted himself off every one of his medications. His doctors were amazed. His nu nutrition levels, when they were measuring them, were better as the fast was going on because they thought, surely he's going to die. He's not healthy enough to do this, right? Quite the opposite. He fasted himself into health. <laughs> so pretty amazing. Wow. So he was smart enough to be doing blood work and testing throughout yeah, he the was. process. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And it was interesting too, because at that seminar, I was talking about how to know when to break an extended fast, like some of the signs. Um, your third, you know, you get really thirsty, your tongue you know, it goes from like white, green, black, your, your tongue goes through all these ch changes when you're fasting and your tongue will turn pink and you'll actually start to get hungry. There's a difference of appetite and hungry. When you're fasting that long, you literally lose all of your hunger, but you start to get hungry. And that happened. I think he broke the fast like a week after. Hmm. And what did he break it with? Very light. You have to go. I, my suggestion 
is always uh, go into a partial fast where uh, your calories are five to 800, protein under 20, move into a partial fast for a period of time. Don't eat things like meat. You don't have enough hydrochloric acid to break it down. You know, the longer you fast, so if you do a five-day fast as an example, it, you should really, you know, take two to three days to just ease into normal mm. eating and soft foods, uh, no raw vegetables. They're uh, surprisingly harder to break down than just about anything. So, mm. wow. Uh, well, uh, before we, before we take this home and again, I, I appreciate your willingness to kind of, you know, throw darts at a dartboard in this, you know, uh, winding, winding interview. It's been super interesting. I wish I had, wish I had more time and maybe I'll have you back for maybe just a fasting, you know, yeah. specific a- episode. Cause I, you, just when you think you've got it figured out, there's more information, <laughs> uh, more it? to know. Yeah. Uh, but before I ask the final question, which is a fill in the blank question, um, what would you, if, if, if I gave said, Hey, what, what do you want people to do? Where should they go? What should they learn? What should they read? If you could activate my audience, what would you have them do? Yeah. Um, first of all, evaluate your major premises. You know, the, the reason I had the response that I had with COVID, um, we talked about, that science can do make anything sound good or say what it wants to say. But when you're solid on your major premises, then uh, it makes your decisions way more solid. You know, meaning that, look, uh, you know, I come from a premise that God designed our bodies to heal. And all we can do is remove the interference. You know, we talked about some of those. We didn't talk about the other. See, we do have to come on another show because our number one, we never made it back to it. Uh, uh, we yeah. do, we'll do a whole show on it. But um, the, the bottom line is, is that, you know, we know our bodies have been created to heal, right? And um, we just have to give them what they need and remove the interference. So when you come from that major premise, you think differently. I, you know, cause, you think cause and not effect. It's a shame because most people live their life in effect, right? Or they're just chasing symptoms or um, you know, whereas immediately I'm like, what caused this? <laughs> you know, if life's not going the way I want, what caused it? What did I do? Right. Stop living a life in effect, live from cause. So evaluate your major premises in life. If something is not going well, including your health, I bet you have a major premise, something you believe that may not be true. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That may have just, you may have just answered the fill in the blank question, uh, but that's okay. I'm going to ask it anyway. Maybe this is a little bit different. This can be based on anything that you know in your experience. It doesn't have to be necessarily even specific to health or or anything. This can be really whatever you believe and know to be true. Um, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish, but fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Hmm. Their creator. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, this has been such a great, such a great conversation. Again, Dr. Pompa, I, I, I appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. And um, hopefully people got a lot out of it. It's all that matters. <laughs>